Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Taishara Manetherin, a Wheel of Time podcast. I'm Will. I'm Sam. I am so excited to be continuing in Knife of Dreams. We really enjoyed last episode, which was all about the prologue. Today, Sam is going to take us through several more chapters, starting with the book proper in chapter one. Sam, why don't you kick us off? All right, chapter one, when last sounds, I'm going to call this a read. Oh, everything is a read now. You made it through this log, so <laughs> <laughs> that is the last time I'm going to say that. If you'd like to skim, that is on you, and we will no longer recommend it. This book is a read, and, and so are the next several. Indeed. You made it. You, you The payoff is reading these books. You got through the slog. The book proper kicks off with a swan perspective. I know, a swan, right? Right out of the slog. You know, but remember the prologue. That was that lots happened there. <laughs> uh, Swan's off to let everyone know that one, Egwene has been captured by the tower. Two, she does not want to be rescued. And three, she is very still very much in charge and will conduct business in the world of dreams. So Swan borrows a horse and predictably has a terrible time riding it. Can some Swan someone please give Swan some riding lessons? I mean, eleven books in, still just garbage at it uh i was about to make a comparison to driving uh, but i remembered my own track record so i'm gonna shut up now about that <laughs> swan embraces sidar when she enters the eyes Sedai camp because there's still some murdering that's been happening recently uh sister's being murdered as we've spoken about uh she looks for the eyes Sedai who swore fealty to Egwene first to remind them that they're still bound to her because you know, if they thought she was dead or the thought that she was no longer in power, they might think that their oath no longer uh, binds them. So I want to take care of that before talking to anyone in the hall. Luckily, they're all together except for Bionin and Niseo in Myrell's tent. So she tells them Egwene and Liana have been, both been captured. Shiriam says, we can get in there and rescue them. And she's real gung-ho. And it's kind of curious. Shiriam, what you got going on there? So Swan relays the message. Nope, nope. Gwaine says she is going to fight from the inside. So leave her alone. Don't try to rescue her. Don't want anybody to get killed trying to carry off a rescue attempt. Sisters fighting sisters is not what she wants. Uh, so Carlinia wonders why Elida didn't immediately have the Hall of the Tower try Egwene for treason and still her. Egwene told Swan that she's not even going to be birched. And Swan doesn't really go too much more into what's going to happen to her there. Lelaine comes in, and Shiriam just sort of immediately spills the beans about what's going on, even though Swan sort of wanted to tell her in her own way. Lelaine asks Swan to walk and talk, asks for her loyalty, and Swan says, well, you know, listen, Egwene is still the Amarlin seat, and I am loyal to her. Mm -hmm. And um, she says that Egwene wants the, the hall to meet and tell her on God tonight, says the tower is divided from the inside. Lelaine doesn't really is still really focused on getting Swan's loyalty, but says, "Okay, fine." But you know, what if Elaine Egwene was to get stilled? <laughs> then you're going to support me, right? Chapter two: The Dark One's Touch. Bionin perspective. You know, for those at home who would like to be reminded who Bionin is, she's one of the rebel Aes Sedai who swore fealty to Egwene, but not enough fealty because she's returned to the White Tower in Elida. In Elida. What the heck, lady? So I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, first, she's got to have breakfast and thinks it tastes bad because the Dark One is touching the world. You know, I'm going to use that excuse the next time I mess up over easy <laughs> eggs. You know, yeah. sorry, hon, the Dark One's touching the world. They're going to be scrambled. 
Um, <laughs> that's actually yeah. great. I say that to my boss next time. There you uh, go. Yeah. You know, don't do something quite up to spec. Yeah. Sorry. I think the dark one's just touching the world. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, just not just not so, sagely and like you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Everyone. it's not on me. You know. It's that or El Nino. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, like elder millennials will remember it so well, but had just El Nino for like a hot second was to blame for everything. Everything. <laughs> That's in true. Like in like the early nineties. And everyone was like, but wait a minute, what is that though? Yeah. <laughs> and even then it's, no one really could tell you exactly. Right. It's Spanish for the Nino. Um. <laughs> read a headline today that apparently Gen Z is getting into flip phones, which at first I mean, I for for one thing I questioned that I think CNN was just a slow news day. They're like, we're going to find a random college student that is too poor to have a smartphone right. and has a flip phone and say, this is the new trend of Gen Z is getting into flip phones. It did annoy me though. So I think, and I clicked <laughs> and I was annoyed. So I think CNN accomplished their goal. Good job, CNN. I know. Yeah. Anyway, what the heck was I talking about? <laughs> well, uh, talking about El Nino. Breakfast. Touching yes. The world touching the breakfast. world. And uh, how hard it is to do over medium or an over easy eggs. I mean, I used to be good at over medium eggs when I worked at Chick-fil-A. I mean, not Chick-fil-A, the Dwarf House. We'd have to like, you know, flip them and have to get them just right. And if you had a bad day, you'd go through like a whole flight of eggs trying to do one over medium egg. <laughs> not important, I know. So, Bionan walks out, tells her warder who was guarding the tent uh, because of the murdering. Saddle up the horses. She sees some novices, including some old enough to be grandmothers. You know, thinks it's hard to break tradition. But there are too many promising women who have been turned away for being too old, so it's probably a good thing. So she uh, travels to the White Tower, capital T, of course, sees a dead Aes Sedai walking through the gardens because of Dark One. Uh, breakfast and dead people walking around. You know, dang, what's next? Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm wow. Not that I was saying that. Anyway, uh, yeah. that's just, this people. People used to say thanks, that, Obama. That's a yeah, right. <laughs> I, a, I, what, I was watching something just earlier today that somebody was like, "Thanks, Fauci," and it was like made no sense. <laughs> Man, Fauci, ouchy. That's right. Yeah, I was. It was um, breaking news, which is a college humor sketch where they have a few different people that are apparently reading the the copy for the first time as it's coming up on the teleprompter and then there are things where they have to improvise also it'll be like and now here are seven things i think about that and then they have to make them up <laughs> and anyway at some point somebody in there was like thanks fauci in the midst of that <laughs> it didn't make sense at all oh man you just don't hear about him yeah. as much so bionin puts on an illusion to enter the white tower and her warder suggests that she let her let him assassinate elida she says nah man go get a hotel room in tarfallen <laughs> it's like instead of murdering the leader of this place go get a hotel room and just wait <laughs> i mean we all have that friend that gets a little murdery every time and yeah like, just tell him to go know, get a go to Doug, you know go get a hotel go room to a motel place. eight and <laughs> yeah check in spend the night you'll feel go watch some seinfeld you know eat a, eat a uh, snickers and there you go you know. so we uh swap over to elida she's talking to matt and stepanios stepanios i don't know how you say his name yeah that's uh, stepanios yeah, Stephanos, King of Ilion in exile. 
He's been kept in the dark ever since being whisked away from Ilian when Rand took the city. Elida wants to show how powerful she is by restoring him to the throne. So after she leaves, she talks to Tarna, the red sister who is the new keeper after Aviarwin's fall from grace. Elida doesn't want the rebels, doesn't want to fight the rebels. She thinks it's really almost over anyway, and just she's already like thinking about how great it will be to have Gareth Brynn commanding the Tower Guard. Talk about counting your chickens. Right, um, no. Elida has so many mental chickens that have hatched. A lot of hatched chickens in her head. No doubt about it. She has more chickens than she has eggs. So like, even if she counted her chickens before they hatched, that she would have, she's inventing chickens. Building the coop. She's, you know, yeah. yeah. With the price of eggs, you know, that's, that's true. Yeah. You gotta, gotta take that stuff seriously. Chickens are terrible creatures. Uh, they're cannibals. Um, everything loves to eat chicken. They're really, they're not kind. They're very awful. They taste delicious, but they're just awful, awful creatures. <laughs> did, did you ever <laughs> see the, the social network? Yeah. Yeah, there was apparently a, a true thing in that about how, whatever his name was, the guy that they pushed out of ownership of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Um, yep. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Garfield, the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how one of the things they used, they brought up in the court case was the fact that like on a dare with his, it was fraternity or whatever the, the different, some organization, he had to carry a chicken around all day. And at some point he fed the chicken, some chicken in <laughs> like a cafeteria. And that was like technically illegal because it considered forced cannibalism of oh an animal. Gosh. Anyway. Yeah, crazy random fact that that is that hilarious. guy lives in South America now because he didn't want to pay taxes on all the Facebook money. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the 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 chicken probably contributed, but yeah, mainly the the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. Just pay your taxes. You, I mean, maybe he likes living in South America. I don't know. Maybe he but, does. But that somebody can correct me if I'm wrong about exactly where it may be. But it's he. Uh, it sounds he right to me. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Should have gone to a hotel room to just sleep it off and then pay his taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was reading. Um, I may have mentioned this before. Uh, Masters of Doom about Carmack and Romero, the guys who made Doom, the video game. And oh, yeah. Carmack would legendarily. I think he was trying to solve some specific technical problem. He packed up his next step. PC, which is a very, they were very, you know, the the company that Steve Jobs went to after he left right. was next, had these very extensive, work, expensive workstations, id mm-hmm. software, bought a bunch of them. So, I mean, they were like 15 grand a pop, something crazy like that. Um, so, Carmack packed up one of these workstations, took it to a hotel room for a couple of days just to get away from people to like focus code, solve this problem, this technical problem. I think it was for Quake doesn't matter yeah um, but i just always thought that was a magical idea like i'm just gonna go yeah. to a hotel room order pizza write code all day <laughs> like this yeah. man is a hero of mine <laughs> like yeah i can dude i'm a people person and i can still understand yeah why. yeah sometimes you just you just gotta put go. your head down and you, you don't yeah. want to like be bothered and like you know yes you have your headphones and some people just don't get that memo though just yeah. knock on your desk uh, don't get my wife started about it Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, anyone anyone who writes software it can is just 
Yeah, I know that's – but anyone, I'm sure anyone who, who wants to focus and get into flow state and it gets interrupted, right. there's nothing more maddening, definitely. Well, it's, I mean, it is funny to me how, to me, I see anybody with earbuds in and, I mean, to me, it's clear signal – I don't want to talk right now. Yes. You're right. You know. But there is like a segment of the population and maybe partly generational where it's just like, no, nah, that's just, that's not even, they, they just don't even, they're just like, that just means I have to try harder to get his attention. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And I've had, I've had, a, you know, if I'm looking away from like the, the doorway, you know, where the cubicle where somebody can walk in and like, I don't see someone come up and like, I literally had a guy come up and grab my arm. <laughs> Yeah. And you know you, you you know how how I can I can tend to be excitable. I jumped three feet up in the air, and he jumped back, and and we both kind of squawked. And I was like, "Dude, Mark, not cool, man. <laughs> just <laughs> just do something else. I don't know <laughs> anything else." Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, unrelated to uh, Elida's chickens, but or or hotel rooms, but um, I definitely can can feel that the you know uh you know rather than going to murder elida go get a hotel room work on doom you know just do the that makes sense to me exactly yeah yeah makes perfect sense so she's also mad elida that is because the streets of tar tarvalon aren't being cleaned even though she said they should be tarna said dead people be walking so people don't really care about sweeping Touching the world, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, the Dark One's taint. Oh, no longer the taint, just the Dark One's touch. And the wards against the rats seem to be weakening too, and the sewers are backing up, you know, backing up. That's just a terrible situation. So an accepted brings in two eyes to die, leading a disguised Bionin, who reveals herself, says she's been sowing dissent amongst the rebels. Gasp! Been loyal to a lie to all along? First off, ew, B, come on. Don't you see she's a dum-dum? But also, who cares? I mean, really. Sorry, right, sorry. Right, we're through with the slog attitude. I'm sorry. Habits die hard. <laughs> um, to the Aes Sedai politics, a lot of this is kind of like, I mean, it's... It, 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 the stakes okay. are lower. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. stakes are lower for sure. So Bionin tells Elida the rebels know Egwene is alive and will not be tried. Tells her Egwene can enter the world of dreams. So Elida wants her alive because of her discoveries, though. So Bionin shows Elida traveling and skimming. Elida makes her swear she won't teach anyone else how to do those things without Elida's permission. Bionin also tells her the names of the ferrets. Elida orders them watched. Uh, one is Medani, who wants to renew an old friendship with Elida. Uh, rather more than that, but, you know, starting with a friendship. So Elida invites her over for dinner. Uh, to, I guess, presume, get closer to her and learn about the ferrets. <laughs> On to chapter three, at the gardens. So this is an Arangar point of view. Charming individual, really. Um, chance to, oh. you know, this is chance for us to catch up with the Forsaken in general. You know, can we really have that many Forsaken left after all the boss fights? Uh, yeah, it turns out we can, you know, partly due to the demonic reincarnation, right. uh, but also just because there were a lot of them to begin with. So Simarag, Demandred, Demandred, Samana are talking when Arangar arrives, uh, meeting in Teleron Riyadh, of course. Uh, Grendel is there, not saying much. Masana looks sick, and we, we know why. Uh, they're meeting in the Enseline Gardens, which is a place from the Age of Legends. Grendel picked it, set it up, I guess, in Teleron She got there first. The waiters and waitresses are zombies. Uh, I mean, uh, Zomara. But these are zombies who can... Read your mind, jazz hands. <laughs> Psychic <sighs> zombies. I feel like uh, that's something that would get recommended to me on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. 
I would. I tell I you, would, you watch one or two campy horror movies, and the weirdest <laughs> stuff starts getting recommended to you on Amazon Prime, especially. Like, I'm not saying the other places don't, but Amazon Prime, like you, they've you got watch, it. Like they've one got the backlog. MST3K, and it's like, oh, then you want some really weird crap. Yeah, yeah. I, it's there was one I watched where there was like Hitler as a. It was like a Hitler robot, and it was a fight in the center of the Earth. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're a robot fighting the Sunday Earth. It all checks the boxes. Itself. Come on, yeah. let's uh, get Jamie Fox on board, and we'll fast track it. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch that, even though I've already watched the other one. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Fox is great. Does great work. So uh, these particular beasties were created by Agenor, as were many of them. Many of those beasties. Uh, Arangar passes the time by trying to get Grindel into bed. Doesn't seem to bother her that she's a woman now, as opposed to being a man before. Attracted to Grindel before, and now, as I said, charming, charming lady in her murdery ways. Demondred says that Arangar messed up by letting Egwene go. They all kind of want the rebel Aes Sedai to stay strong, to keep the White Tower fractured. Arangar says Egwene is stronger than everyone thinks. He's been listening with Sidene to the Hall of the Tower for the rebels. Uh, Masana has a plan to keep the tower fractured, wants to keep the tower fractured. Kind of doesn't contribute much. Morden arrives, says, Samael is back. Are you sure? Um, someone at least who at least appears to be him uh, sent Merdral and Trollocs into the ways. And since the Trollocs and Merdral obeyed, it was kind of like, well, it must be someone who has authority. Demandre puts in that the seals and the Dark One's prison need to be found. Doesn't That's not really do information. Yeah, we're all looking for him, buddy. Yeah. Uh, like, where's Waldo? <laughs> right. Thanks. Uh, you know. Yeah. Hey. Also, we have to solve the energy crisis, and <laughs> right. um, the culture Thanks, wars, and you know, figure out how to cure the common cold and cancer. Yes, dude. We all know that. We know. Yeah. You just wanted to like get your, you know, you get your attaboy for speaking up in the meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like know. going around, you wanted to have something to say when it was your turn. Because why are we going around and asking what everyone wants to? What did everyone's you, been did doing. You give that feedback just because you wanted to be written down in the minutes for this meeting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. You wanted to be filmed for your next campaign spot saying that you want to find the seals in the dark one's prison. I'm in favor this of is... finding the seals in the dark one's prison. <laughs> because we all know the forsaken are an elected body of individuals who are, uh, they should um, be really They'd probably be yeah, more charming. I think it would probably just work out pretty much the same. It would. Be... Yeah, sure. Sure. Sindane says we should kidnap loose there. And Morden says, no, can't kill him. He even by accident. Arangar thinks, gee, nobody refers to him as Loose Theron like that other than Lanfear. Other than Sin other though, Sindane does seem to be weaker in the power than Lanfear was, is. Finally, Morden conjures up images of Matt and Perrin and says, Alright, kill him. Go kill him. <laughs> Surprised that hasn't come up before. Like I guess they haven't been on the radar of the Forsaken as much as Rand to this mm. point. Chapter four, a deal. So Perrin and company are waiting for the Sean Chan, enemy of my enemy and all that good stuff. Perrin smells them before they show up. Yeah, you know, I've smelled a few four folks before they arrived. Uh, not normally, though, and rarely in a good way. <laughs> it's your boy Talonvor. Or I don't know why I said your boy. It's someone, everyone's boy. It's Talonvor. Uh, he made friends with some Sean Chan. These particular Sean Chan are led by a lady named Tylee and a dude named Baikayar. It looks like Baraka. 
No, it's Barbakiar. Tylee says she is glad he is not introduced as the Wolf King because the Sean Chan prophecies of the dragon say, quote, when the Wolf King carries the hammer, thus the final days are known. Thus, thus are the final days known. When the fox marries the raven and the trumpets of battle are blown. Too bad y'all don't know what we know. <laughs> That's real on the nose for us. Tylee also asks if Bear Lane is related to Arthur, ha- Arthur Hawkwing. Apparently so. The Sean Chan will throw a pizza party for her for it. She says, you know, great. Just stay away from Mayan, you know, and we'll be have, we'll be good. Thanks. Baron shows his willingness to cooperate, having a Two Rivers man shoot his bow staff with an arrow from a long Like, he holds up his bow staff. Two Rivers dude shoots it with an arrow from a long way away. You know, we got snipers. We didn't snipe you, so be happy. Then one of the Ashaman burns it to a crisp, which... Maybe a little much, but, you know, they, they get the message. <laughs> the Sean Chan Damani says it was Sidene that did it. But what seals the deal is that Perrin is willing to give up claims to Menethrin. All the soldiers on both sides leave, and they're like, all right, now we can actually have a chat without murdering each other. So Tylee asks what Perrin has to offer. Turns out he has lots of folks who can channel, just as long as you promise not to try to put a leech on them. We're not going to, we're not here for that. <laughs> and he has a plan, and we have to do my plan, or there is no deal. That's the, that's the deal. So the Sean Chan are shocked at the number of Shido wise ones who can channel. Perrin says, though, we have a solution to douse them all with fork root by putting it in their water supply using the Malden aqueduct. Uh, the Sean Chan have a supply of fork root, but it will take going through a someone in charge, which Tylee apparently doesn't want to do until Perrin hands her a letter that says from Suroth that says, do whatever, whoever holds this says, no questions asked. So now Perrin's in bed with the Sean Chan. I just, I think of Ron Swanson handing the cop the thing and he's like, it's okay, I have, I have a permit. And it says, this just <laughs> says I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what he does here. I like, really want to watch that show again now. Yeah, it's just of what um, thing like no you don't understand i can do whatever i want <laughs> <laughs> chapter five something dot 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 strange <laughs> file now how is this subplot still not resolved sorry sorry still not doing that <laughs> but she is still a guy shine for savannah trying to walk the line between seeming to be a meek servant and scheming to be a to get away you know it's kind of like being a yes man at work. Like, you know, you get too used to always being like, yeah, that's a great idea, boss. And you just kind of do that all the time. Yeah. And you get too in the habit or in my case, letting my kids win at Smash Brothers. <laughs> like, son, I've been playing this video game for decades. I I can wipe the floor with you, but I want you to enjoy it. So I'm only going to win. My strategy has been to just unload on them and then kill myself a couple times to get my score back down. And generally that works, although occasionally I will accidentally win anyway. Um, turns out it's hard. It's hard to, I mean, it's just hard to um, force yourself to lose. Um, yeah. Same is true of Mario Kart, by the way. Man. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> like you could just hold down the go button and it will kind of drive for you. It won't let you get too far off course. Like you have to, especially like 50 cc's, you will have to try to get off course. That is all beside the point. To just to say that uh, Fayil is wanting to appear meek, but still wants to get away and doesn't want to actually be broken. Right. It's tough. Just like Mario Kart. Just like Mario Kart, yeah. So she doesn't want Perrin to have to rescue her, but also thinks he should have by now. 
<laughs> What's taking him so long? So in other news, Galena is having a bad time. Why do we care? She's black object garbage. Had all of her hair burned off by the power. Uh, you know what's bad when a Shido Aiel says, yeah, you know, maybe y'all got a little bit carried away. <laughs> uh, shaking the head. Uh, meanwhile, Savannah is mad that Galena doesn't look like Aes Sedai enough anymore. Tharava wants to move the Shido away from Alden because they're sitting ducks there. Uh, listen to Tharava. You should listen. Savannah wants to stay because they're comfortable. And, you know, they like it. She likes it. She's in charge, so that's what's happening for now. Tharava says that Dormanis, Dormanis, I have no idea how to say this name, has given permission to go to Roydian to become a new, the new clan chief. No one told Savannah because she's the widow of the clan chief, not the real one, and also because they hate her. Mira, another wise one, tries to interrogate Fael about Savannah, but then reality ripples and everyone feels like they're going to stop existing, and it just kind of cuts into the chit-chat. Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, you know. There's sometimes I wish it would conversation happen. Conversation and reality. reality just ripples. Like, there are times you're like, I really wish reality would just ripple right now. <laughs> it's so awkward. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been in, been there, too. Just so you'd have uh, changed the subject. Hey, did everybody else just feel reality ripple? Is it just me? They're like, no, that was Jeff passing gas. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I know we weren't going to do the toilet humor, but sometimes you just, <laughs> just can't. Yeah, help. I mean, a little bit of toilet humor is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have been in the toilet, really. Um, so, a man loyal to Fael and his son have stolen the rod from Tharava for Galena. Hooray. Uh, Fael hides it in her sleeve. <laughs> uh, Roland Choi shows up and says the Miradin may return to the waste and he won't be able to help her anymore. He won't. Uh, telling her trying to escape but he will take her with him if and when he goes but he claims he'll let her go at the first town they come to so then Tharava finds the rod missing and starts tearing up the Gaishan tents trying to find it expected that though and hid the rod in Malden in the city chapter 6 a stave and a razor Back to Matt. Uh, Luca doesn't want to leave a city in Altara called Jurador because he's making good money. Uh, Matt is rightly worried about Sean Chan catching them and wanted to get to Lugard. Plus, them dice are going in his head again. You know, you figure that's like a hangover that just won't quit. Yeah. Man, I had a, had one glass of red wine a few weeks ago and felt hungover all the next day. You know, but it'll be good for your heart. Yeah, okay. I think uh, big red wine came up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure grape juice probably has the same benefit. I'm sure. That. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. With alpha hangover. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Matt goes into Jurador to get breakfast. Luckily, doesn't see any ghosts. Yeah, man, I want to see a ghost. You know, Rachel loves uh, Ghost Hunters, all those shows. I just can't watch it. It's just too zany. I, I'll be honest with you, Will. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> oh, me neither. But I, I want to see a ghost, man. I want to believe. I'm like the X Files, Mulder, whatever, Scully, whoever the heck it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I went on a ghost tour with some friends. I, I've, I've actually gone on a couple, and um, one of them was just entertaining because of all the history that yeah yeah there's know, so, there's one of, there's like, some of those in savannah and like yeah yeah those those are really interesting this then i went on another one and it was like these people like took all that seriously and um, there weren't stories it was just like if you 
record something and turn it up really loud and play it backwards and <laughs> hold your head at the right angle, then you might hear the sounds of what sounds like a recorder playing what you want you to like interrupt and be like but do you really believe that like <laughs> yeah it, yeah that is a bunch of bull honky again i'm not i'm not trying to be political and i'm not i'm not but anytime anyone from any anywhere any group says you can do your own research <laughs> oh yeah on the internet like that's that's usually oh, yeah. Yeah. a sign that this conversation is not going to be productive <laughs> yeah that is and truly, that is not like you hear that from one group or the other. You hear that from there's. I think the point is that there are crazies everywhere. Yes, it is yeah. true. Yeah. So anyway, ghost hunters. <laughs> Matt sees a merchant selling a staff made from black yew that would make a great two river sniper rifle. Oh, buys it. Goes looking for a horse. Finds one he wants. It's a razor from Ara Doman. Did you have a razor, Will? And I mean by that I mean a flip phone. The razor flip phones. I you know I never had the razor. You know, I had the sidekick when they were brand new. I remember you taking, was it yeah. the sidekick? Is that the one you took to Slovakia? Yeah. I see. I, I remember you having one that you had a keyboard for. Oh, now I had I had a Palm Pilot. That, that maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Somebody yeah. had given my dad a Palm and he had no clue what to do with it. And so I like went online and, and bought a used keyboard nice. um, okay. for it that you folded out. And you may remember this because it was like, I think I started in 10th grade taking all my notes on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I know like, you know, everybody uses laptops now to take notes right, in right, school. Right, right, right. But at that Back time, nobody did. Nobody did. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And so, yeah. It, and then, like, three other guys, at least, yeah, yeah. I want to say, like, I love it. someone else, <laughs> like, all all were like, oh, and they all did it because it was a cheap Because you can type get... much faster than you can write. Most people exactly. can. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. a great it was, idea. And it was like, a few hundred bucks at the most put that together uh-huh. uh, versus at the time, there weren't really cheap laptops like you were yeah right you know you weren't like nowadays you can get a lap laptop for a few a chromebook or something yeah junk but mm-hmm. it there, there weren't just weren't cheap laptops no like no and they were massive and heavy and yeah you know. and probably only lasted like 30 minutes yep <laughs> also um, true yeah get very hot and the fan would be super loud and right yeah and so yeah you think about like a classroom full of a ton of those it <laughs> would not um, be good yeah yeah that's anyway, great. That was what I had back then. But yeah, I had a, a T-Mobile sidekick, I think, uh-huh. senior year of high school. Oh, yeah, um, okay. And I, uh, but yeah, I did take the uh, Palm to Slovakia to take uh-huh. my journal notes. Right. That was that was what I had. Yeah, I, I never... never yeah, you know, it's really. funny. I had a lot of flip phones, and I remember always being like vaguely... Like looking at razors, like vaguely almost jealous. Come on, that looks cooler than my flip phone. But then again, it does all the same stuff. So I'm right. glad mine was like free or cheaper, much cheaper. So yeah. Matt buys the horse anyway. The the razor, the, <laughs> the razor horse, not the phone. Can't get a flip phone. I thought that you were going to say awesome. the razor, as in the razor scooter. Oh dang! <laughs> got really popular. like when we were in middle school. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I didn't have one. And, of those uh, I remember asking my parents for one at one point and dad was like where are you gonna ride it and because <laughs> right. because i didn't even ride my bike like yeah was like, there were there know, were some gnarly hills in that neighborhood i think yeah there were but i was like i don't know i go to work with you and ride around the building <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know? there you go 
That was uh, that's funny. That's like uh, the time I tried to get into skateboarding. I remember I was like watching a video of like you know somebody who's really good at skateboarding doing like a kickflip like across a sidewalk. My dad like pointed out he's like, so what if you get to where you can like do a kickflip or you know do that over the sidewalk? Like so what then? And it just kind of like deflated me. It took the win. I'm like, hey, I guess you're right. <laughs> and so I just like lost interest. <laughs> and he was joking, but I was like, yeah, it's a fair point, Dad. <laughs> and I don't think probably either of our dads were really wanting to deflate us. I think they were just, are you actually going right, to? Right, right. Like just trying to poke holes in it and like call it, call their bluff a little bit. Like, okay, maybe yeah. you're right. I just don't care that. <laughs> it's not really that important to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was actually quite glad. I probably just would have broken my leg or something. I, I 100% would have injured myself terribly yeah i was not in any way coordinated enough to skateboard or <laughs> or have anything to do with a uh, or a scooter yeah so that's probably for the best yeah mm. so uh back at camp matt finds two on she calls him toy as she always has but this time he calls her precious she lets it happen and matt gets the feeling there's a game afoot she doesn't quite get it you know my dude if you don't want to have silly contests with your woman all the time you pick the wrong lady right. you know honestly this just goes to show intense and good this book was. I really thought that this plot was like two books ago. So like when I like was reading it, I was like, oh dang, that was this book? Like Yeah. Gets resolved in this book. Yeah. You know? It's um really so much happens in this book. You know. <laughs> um but you know, Matt, if you if you you don't want to get into these little silly games, you need to go have a word with the snakes and the foxes, get it worked out. I'm sure they'll they'll fix it for you. Uh, Noel tells all of her stories about Jane Farstrider, claims he is Farstrider's cousin. Tuan is confused because most people in Sean Chan don't have two names. Fair, I guess. Julian says Sean Chan soldiers are setting up camp nearby. And that brings us to the end of Chapter 6 of this book. Cool. Well, if you have enjoyed this episode or you want to correct us about one of the random tangents we had you can always email us at stuff at tsmpodcast.com find us on the socials at podcast tsm or go to our website fill out our contact form you know the drill this probably isn't your first time also you can support the podcast by going to our website and clicking on that yellow donate button that helps us uh, keep the lights on so the uh, ice cream doesn't melt uh, thanks for listening and until next time taishar manetherin